Welcome to the Jenny Catcher Leadership Podcast, brought to you by Foresight. At Foresight, we are cultivating healthy leaders to lead thriving organizations. Thank you for tuning into today's podcast. Please enjoy the rest of our show. Well, hey, friends, welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Jenny Catron, founder and CEO of the Foresight Group. Really glad that you are here with me today. And I want to give you just a quick update on all things Culture Conference. I hope you're not tired of hearing about Culture Conference, but I just have to give you this quick update that we are extending the on-demand access through September 15th. So as you're listening to this, there's about a week left as at the time we're airing it. So you can still go get free on-demand access at getforesight.com slash culture conference. And that'll give you uh, on-demand access. And uh, after that, we're going to have a team edition available at like $39. You get extended access to all of the conference talks. They'll be split up individually. Like right now, if you go watch on-demand, you kind of have to watch the whole thing from beginning to end. But the team edition will be separated out so that you can go listen to each individual talk. We're going to create a leader guide where you can, you can, and, and help coach you on how to use that content in staff development and training. And so a really affordable resource for ongoing development with your team. So I want to encourage you. I'll have more details to come on that, but I would love for you to check that out when that's available. Just kind of some turnkey leadership development that I think will be really valuable for you and your team. So that's coming right now. If you're listening to this before September 15th, you can still get free access. And a lot of you have been saying that you've really appreciated hearing some of the Culture Conference talks here on the podcast. I've kind of been the same. I've enjoyed re-listening to the talks because on the day of the conference, or if you've watched the conference on demand, it's kind of a fire hose. It's just like you know, almost three hours worth of content, you know, just kind of blasting, which is fantastic, but it's a lot to take in. And so I know I have enjoyed it. Many of you have said that, you know what, re-listening to some of the talks has been really helpful to continue to take in the ideas and then begin to start applying some of the thoughts. And so today I want to give you another talk from Culture Conference. I want to share Deanne Turner's talk. Now, Deanne is a 33-year veteran of Chick-fil-A. She retired from Chick-fil-A in 2018, but she was vice president of talent and vice president of sustainability for Chick-fil-A. She was selected as the company's first female officer in 2001, and she was instrumental in building and growing Chick-fil-A's well-known culture and talent systems. During her long career there, she worked closely with Chick-fil-A's founder, Truett Cathy, and other key leaders as an architect of their organizational culture. So Deanne is one of my favorite people to talk all things culture with because she really lived it and created it in the Chick-fil-A culture. Today, she leads her own organization. She writes books, she speaks, she consults, but she is just a phenomenal voice and has great perspective on how to build healthy organizational culture. In her culture conference talk, Deanne talks about the key to great leadership is relationships. And so she really gets at the heart of self-leadership. You guys hear me speak a lot about the importance of self-leadership. We have to lead ourselves well, to lead others better. And Deanne's talk really gets at the heart of this. She says, when you're not in a healthy place, it's hard to succeed at work. She says that the biggest reason people fail in their careers is the inability to build positive and productive relationships in the workplace. And she also says that trust is one of the most valuable components of 
success. So this talk has just a lot of depth in it, some really great thoughts. I would say this is a great one to listen to yourself, of course, right? Like we all want to keep learning and growing, but this would also be a really powerful one to share with some of your team. So I hope you enjoy this talk from Culture Conference from Deanne Turner. And I want to encourage you, if you haven't gone to listen to the whole conference, you can still get it on demand through September 15th. After that, we'll have the team edition version available for you, which I hope you also will check out. And most importantly, I would love if you would share this, if it's helpful, I'd love for you to give me feedback on what you enjoy about the podcast and what you don't. And uh, that way we can continue to make it just a great resource for you and your team. In the meantime, keep leading well, and we'll see you at the next episode. The reality of life is that success at anything begins with relationships. Volumes upon volumes have been written about this subject to help people thrive in their families, friendships, communities, and at work. Without mastering the art of managing relationships with our coworkers, clients, and leaders, our career growth is extremely limited. Healthy relationships begin with a healthy heart. There's a saying that hurt people hurt people. Whoever we are, our past success, our childhood experiences and trauma, all of these become part of who we are in the workplace. If we work 40 hours per week for 40 years, it's impossible to avoid past and present struggles impacting us at work. If we've been hurt, it's highly likely we'll take that hurt into our career and impact others. Recognizing this truth, it is incredibly important to examine our hearts and do everything possible to make them whole. Ryan graduated from a prominent business school at the top of his class. He won numerous awards and surpassed even his own high expectations. After several internships during college and grad school at prestigious organizations, he was recruited by one of the top consulting firms in the country and paid a six-figure salary at 25 years old. From the onset, by every measure, Ryan exuded success. Unfortunately, all of his academic success and previous experience did not result in a successful start to his career. The primary reason was that he began his career with poor emotional health, and he could not manage his relationships with his boss, his coworkers, and his clients. You could say Ryan had an unhealthy heart. His lack of self-confidence and self-esteem manifested itself in perfectionism. When he found he could not be perfect on the job, it gave way to anxiety. The anxiety paralyzed him, and that destroyed his performance. The firm placed Ryan under a leader known for strong people skills, but unfortunately, Kent was located in a different city. Not only did Kent fail to provide early career guidance to him, but he also saw so little of Ryan that he had no idea that his young employee was struggling so much. One look at Ryan and the deep, dark circles under his eyes, the pale skin, and the significant weight loss should have been a signal that something was deeply wrong. As talented as he was, Ryan could not overcome his emotional health issues, and it eventually cost him his job. Poor emotional health impacts relationships not only on the job, but in every area of our lives. So how could Ryan have done this differently? 
Well, first, he would have had to have sought professional help to work through his issues that caused his perfectionism and low self-esteem, and then he would have needed to change some of his behaviors as a result of healing his heart. Of all the reasons I've seen people fail in their career, by far, it's the inability to build positive and productive relationships in the workplace. As a leader, working through relationship issues with my employees, I found that Almost every single time at the root of the problem was a hurting heart. Sometimes I would provide feedback to the employee about the behaviors that I and others observe. And the employee would begin furiously taking notes about what could be changed in the behavior to result in a different impact. A heart cannot be healed through a checklist of new behaviors. It goes much deeper than checking items off a list and simply willing yourself to change. If you find yourself in this situation, find help, whether it's through the company's employee assistance program, private counseling, or a pastor. Find someone to help you peel back the layers. From my own experience and observing others too, I found if the heart is healed, the appropriate behaviors will follow. You don't need a checklist. Appropriate external behavior will follow the internal healing. Building solid relationships are the most important factor in keeping a job and growing a career. Take care of heart issues early so they don't negatively impact your career. And don't try to solve it by yourself. Ask for help when you need it. Developing self-awareness is the second thing we want to do to build great relationships. Developing self-awareness means understanding the difference between our intent and our impact. If we're emotionally healthy people, most everything we do is intended for good. Generally, no one starts out with the intent of hurting, annoying, or frustrating other people. In fact, when it happens, we're often completely surprised to learn that our impact was very different than our intention. In a virtual working world, this is even more difficult. If the majority of the interaction between you and your team is through a screen, intentions can easily be misconstrued and relationships damaged. With a lack of person-to-person interaction, you might not even know there is a relationship issue. One of my favorite books is Integrity, The Courage to Meet the Demands of Reality by Dr. Henry Cloud. In the book, Dr. Cloud helps us understand the difference between our intent and impact by examining the effect of a wake left behind a boat. After the boat slices through the water, the wake's what's left behind. The wake's not just about the results, but it's also about the relationships. To be successful in building relationships, a good team member has to care not just about what is accomplished, but also how it's accomplished. Dr. Cloud states it clearly. The wake is the results we leave behind. And the wake doesn't lie, and it doesn't care about excuses. It is what it is. No matter what we try to do to explain why or justify what the wake is, it still remains. It is what we leave behind, and it is our record. To the people you work with, your intent is not very important to them. Regardless of how hard you try to do the right thing or what you thought was most helpful, all they remember and know is your impact. Being self-aware means understanding and having keen insight into your personality, including your strengths and weaknesses, your values and beliefs, and your emotions and your purpose. Healthy self-awareness helps you accurately read other people and understand how they perceive you. If you have insight into those perceptions, you can modify your behavior to leave the desired impact. So the question is, how can we become more self-aware? 
This is an essential skill if we want to establish and grow effective relationships in the workplace. So here are a few of my recommendations. First, take personality and psychometric assessments and receive feedback. These type of assessments range from simple online to complex ones administered by a psychologist. Choose which one for you based on the depth you think is appropriate compared to the financial investment you can make. Check with the talent or human resources department within your organization to see what they offer, if they have resources to provide feedback. Some of my favorite assessments to help with self-awareness are the DISC, uh, the Judgment Index, the Berkman, Myers-Briggs Type Indicator, Strengths Finders, and Hogan Assessment. There are many choices, but the most important part of the process is to receive and review the feedback. All right, next, think about the feedback and what it means. Receiving personality assessments or psychometric test results can be overwhelming. Don't simply skim over the results. But, uh, you know, after all, this is about the way you think, about the way your mind works, and it's important to understand if you want to have the most effective impact on others. Consider even a full weekend, a personal retreat to read through the assessments. Understand exactly what is measured and what the results mean. When you review the results, set specific behavior change goals and write them down. I recommend that you only choose two or three behaviors at a time. It takes a lot of work and repetition for true behavioral change. Trying to do too much too fast can derail your effort. Select trusted friends. Share the results and seek feedback. This is the hardest step because it requires vulnerability. However, it can be the most important and most helpful step. Choose your most trusted advisors and share your results, your personal insights, and your goals. Ask them if you're on target. Ask them what they would add for you to consider for your personal growth. As you begin to make changes, continue to ask for feedback as to how you are progressing from their point of view. Next, seek feedback at work. Ask your supervisors, teammates, and even those you supervise to give you feedback about your progress. You might not get everything you need at first, but as you build trust and express vulnerability, others will expand their feedback to you. If your organization uses a 360-degree feedback tool, that might help you receive the feedback you need as well. Building self-awareness was one of my own early challenges. It took me a while to realize I did not have it, and took me even longer to do something about it. I admire the emerging leaders that I see with self-awareness and a propensity to develop behaviors that leave a positive impact. Developing self-awareness is a skill to be honed and sharpened and one we can use throughout our careers to help us effectively manage relationships. And next, we wanna grow trust. Once we've improved our self-awareness, A natural byproduct is the ability to grow trust. From the beginning of our careers, it's important to grow trust with our boss, coworkers, and teammates. When we start out building trust, then we grow into positions of leadership. We are experienced in building trust with direct reports. In today's uncertain climate, we see the level of trust people have in leaders of the business and political world declining rapidly. In his best-selling book, The Speed of Trust, leadership author and speaker Stephen M. R. Covey explains that leaders must recover trust. He says one of the fastest ways to restore trust is to make and keep commitments, even very small ones, to both ourselves and others. Doing what you say you will do builds trust in not only professional relationships, but in personal relationships too. 
Trusting others frightens some people. Without trust, organizations cannot thrive and prosper. A lack of trust pits us against each other and destroys the culture and innovation to create a healthy future. Without trust, it's impossible to build and maintain healthy relationships. Trust matters. Whether it's between two people in a marriage, a friendship, a working relationship, or the trust of employees to an organization, it's critical. Team members who trust one another, their leader, and the organization is one of the most valuable components of individual team and organizational success. In the past, leadership development programs focused on issues like leadership skills, doing the right things to climb the ladder and gain authority and compete for positions of power within an organization. Human resources or talent departments screened for personality traits indicating talent with the potential to lead and inspire others. However, the world has changed. What you've achieved in the past and your positional authority rapidly depreciates in a world lacking values, integrity, and losing respect for authority. Instead, your ability to persuade others, most of whom you have no authority over, to join a collaborative effort around a common purpose and goal holds the key. That key is named trust. An integral element to establishing trust with coworkers, managers, and clients is possessing a good reputation or a good name. A good name implies word-of-mouth trustworthiness. A trustworthy person is someone who possesses the integrity and trust to build strong relationships and inspire others to accomplish amazing things. In times of war, soldiers are forced to put their trust in their leaders. Their very lives depend on the decisions that their leaders make. Commanding officers must earn the trust of their soldiers long before they step on the battlefield together. If they don't, then it is possible to lose the support of the troops before the first missile is fired. Perhaps the greatest example of someone earning trust and become trustworthy comes from the Bible in the Old Testament in the book of Judges. Her name was Deborah, and she was the only female judge in all of Israel. She lived in an era when the ceiling wasn't glass. It was cast iron and bronze and low. We read in Judges 17.6, says this, There was no king, and the people did as they saw fit. Deborah stood in opposition to the downward spiral. She had a good name and the trust that went along with it. In the story, Israel finds itself under siege from the armies of Jabin. And with no way to defend itself, Jabin sent Sisera, his commander, to Israel with troops, weapons, shields, and chariots, far more advanced than anyone in the region possessed. Deborah, an autonomous leader, trusted God in a time when the infrastructure did not exist. She sent out and summoned a man named Barak. She was a trusted leader. We know that because Barak was willing to travel the 70-mile journey simply to follow Deborah's request. When Barak arrived, Deborah shared a goal, a mission, and a purpose with him. And it was this, to conquer Jabin, his commander Sisera, and their vast army. She directed him to command 10,000 men from atop Mount Tabor. Barak agreed, but only as long as Deborah agreed to accompany him into battle. That's trust and admiration. 
Barak had no doubt about the truth or her words, nor did he fear the enemy. We also know that God trusted Deborah, and so much so that he literally told her how the story would end. So she declared to Barak that they would be victorious and that a woman would ultimately be the one to kill Sisera. Barak trusted Deborah and Deborah trusted Barak. She went in to battle with him and his men annihilated Sisera's troops down to the very last man. The sole survivor was Sisera. Just as Deborah said, Sisera died with a Bedouin woman's tent spike through his head. Deborah did not let those who trusted her down. She trusted God and he found her to be a most trustworthy leader. The key to relationships today is trust and trustworthiness. When you possess integrity and an understood and well-communicated set of values, there's no room for selfish motives or power-hungry intentions. Developing trust with others requires some specific behaviors. And here they are. Always do what you say you will do. Never lie. Keep confidences. Be transparent. Apologize when necessary. Share the credit. Be consistent. Show humility. Express compassion and practice kindness. These 10 behaviors will help you grow trust with your boss, your teammates, and your clients. Trust is a treasured gift. Protect it and you will develop meaningful relationships that will help you keep your job and grow your career. Thank you for listening to the Jenny Catron Leadership Podcast. If you have any questions, please email Jenny at podcast at get4site.com. If this content has helped you in any way, we would love for you to share this podcast with your friends and on social networks. Also, don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss any of the amazing content coming from the Jenny Catron Leadership Podcast. Your comments mean the world to us, so please rate and leave comments on our podcast. And remember, you need foresight for success. We will see you next time.